You've just tuned in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures, and today, my friend, we are going to talk about the real Christmas story. But first, here's the Walls Group featuring Lecrae with Hot, right here on Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. The king is here. Let's make a scene. No stars allowed. No VIP. Come as you are. No fake ID Sinner or saints Hip with the same So take a seat Anybody wanna be healed Say By his stripes We have new life You wanna love forever and real Say Sorry you won't find it down here That's why we go Trying to go, we never been before. Now, you wanna go high? All up in the clouds, look down, wave by. Cause we clean now, we know the king now, set free now. That's how we go. Ain't no haters, no broken hearts, and no pain left. No keeping secrets, no telling lies, and no cover ups. We don't need disguise, we hot. Already in the skies, we hot. Already in with God. I mean, who you know lived in life, you can't live and die for your sin like he was God. Just 
That was The Walls Group with High featuring Lecrae, and I am your host, Martinez Billingsley. What's going on, family? We back at it again with another episode of Macchiato's Music and Descriptions. As you know, on this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, is officially Christmas Day. And what I want to come to you today, you know we got to talk about it, is I want to discuss, and I'm going to title it, The Real Christmas Story. Because I don't know if you know it a lot, but there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, the Lord's birth. And, you know, we've all been to a lot of different plays. We've seen movies. We've seen uh, nativity scenes. We've, we've seen some of everything. We've, we've seen it all, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So today what I want to deal with is I want to deal with it from a biblical standpoint. I want to look at the scriptures, kind of compare them to, you know, what we've been seeing in movies and all of that, or even just simply how the story's been told to us. Because Jesus is alive and well. But was he really in a manger? Was, you know, was that three wise men? You know, what is that? All that isn't in the Bible. So, you know how we do it. Stay with me. We're going to study this out. Last podcast, we dealt with how to study the Bible. So if you just stay with me, I'm going to walk you through it. We're not going to be able to cover every single thing, but I'm going to do the best that I can with the time that I have. So let's start first. So first of all, I want to let you know that the Bible details the Lord's birth in two Gospels. And that's in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 12. The second gospel that you uh, that they have uh, the Lord's birth recorded is in Luke chapter one, verses twenty-one through thirty-eight, and Luke chapter two, verses one through twenty. So the gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Out of those four, two of those brothers recorded it, which was Luke and, and Matthew. Now, last. Sunday, oh, sorry, last episode, we dealt with how to study the Bible, and I kind of gave you some key things, we kind of talked about the Gospels and all of that, so I want to kind of, before I get all officially into the story and begin to read it, I want to share some information with you that you may be confused about. So you have the four Gospels, you have Matthew, you have Mark, you have Luke, and you have John. Now, in all four of those Gospels, you're going to begin to see some similarities in them. Um, the, all four of those brothers are writing based on the things that they witnessed. A lot of people will be like, you know, well, why does Mark say one thing and then Matthew says another or, you know, vice versa. I'm going to give you a um, natural example. Okay. That's what a parable is. I don't know if you know about a parable that Jesus told. Anytime Jesus gave a parable, a parable is simply him explain, using a natural situation to explain the spiritual truth. That's all a parable is, is using a natural example to explain the spiritual truth. So check this out. If you ever been to a wedding, at a wedding, you know, you may have more than one photographer. Photographer, depends on how big the wedding is. You may have two or you may have three. Now, one photographer can get a snapshot of some things that another photographer didn't get. One photographer, you know, once the wedding is over, they go back. You know, and they look over the digital photos and they one person, one photographer got a snapshot of the side of the bride. The other person got a snapshot of 
a little bit of the side of the bride, but they got mostly the bride's face. And you can see the tears and things running down her eyes. So put it like this. So you have the two photographers there. One photographer is going to describe to you what they saw. They say, oh man, well I saw the photographer. Man, she was she was crying her eyes out at the altar. Other photographer was like, man, I ain't see that. I just saw the side part and I saw her husband, you know, clenching her hand real tight. You know why? Because they were both there. They both were present, but they have two, they saw from two different angles. That's all the gospels are. You know what I'm saying? So when you're reading this Christmas story and once you read Matthew's account and Luke's account, that's all. They're showing you from two different perspectives, two different things that they were told and that they've witnessed. Okay? So here we go. Let's go into, let's start with Matthew. So Matthew chapter 1, let's look at verse, um, let's look at verse 18. Now, I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. If you're reading out the King James Version or another translation, it's all good. We're still going to end up in the same place. So here we go. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, so that means they have yet to have sex, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement. So Joseph found out, hey, my fiancé pregnant. He ain't trying to hear nothing about no Holy Spirit, nothing. Yo, I know we ain't been together. I know you're a virgin, so how you end up pregnant? I got to break this engagement off. I, I, I can't do it. So verse, uh, it said he broke the engagement off quietly. Verse 20, it says, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying this, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that was prophesied back in Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 14 and Isaiah chapter 8, 8 and verse 10. Check this out. Joseph decided to quietly put away Mary because he found out she was pregnant and she was still a virgin. The Lord had to send an angel to Joseph telling him, yo, don't break the marriage, don't break the engagement off. The child that's conceived in her womb is conceived of the Holy Spirit. And you are to name him Jesus because he's going to deliver the people from their sins. So Joseph didn't give him his name. He already had a name. The angel said, no, this is his name. This is what you are to name him. You can't name him Joseph Jr. You can't name him uh, Tariq or none of that. His name is to be Jesus. Now, God chose to come into the earth through the womb of a virgin woman named Mary. Why, you ask? Because he's sovereign. That's what he decided to do. Okay? You can't disprove it. You understand what I'm saying? So, so because you can't disprove it, 
you need to go with what the book says because has the word of God failed us? I'm not going to say yet because it's not going to fail. Has the word of God failed us? No, it hasn't. Has God brought things to pass in his word? Yes, he has. So if God brought some things to pass in his word on one end, you can't, we can't pick and choose what well, that's true and that's not true. No, that's all true. All right. Um, Look at verse 24. It says, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him what? Jesus. Just as the angel told him to. All right. And then, I mean, we don't get that today, but Mary had more children after that. So, you know, God chose to send John. God chose to come into the earth through the through Mary, but that wasn't the only child that Mary had. Mary didn't have sex. So no one can come together and make God is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, yo, I'm going to come through your womb and you're not going to be able to have any more kids after that. No, she had went on to have a couple of more children. All right. So Joseph had children of his own because Joseph is not Jesus' dad. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. So here we go. We're about to deal with these wise men. We've been told also, you know, we've seen nativity scenes. We see on people's front yard, they got uh, three wise men with three gifts. And they bowing down at a baby in a manger. All right. Let's see if that's true. Let's see. If, if it's true Let's read Matthew chapter 2 We're talking about the real Christmas story Not the movies version Not the play versions Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 it says Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea During the reign of King Herod About that time Some wise men From eastern lands Arrived in Jerusalem Okay they're the wise, they're the wise men Asking where is the newborn King of the Jews we saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. So the wise men came to King Herod and asked him, where is the king of the Jews? We saw the star. We've come to worship him. Verse 3, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea? They said, for this is what the prophet wrote. Remember, everything's going by prophecy. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to play out exactly how God said it was supposed to. Okay? Notice, we're reading in the New Testament. The Old Testament prophesied Jesus' birth hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus got here. So it has to play out as God said it. Notice they're referring, they're referring back to the Old Testament. Because in verse 5, he says, in Bethlehem, Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And they're about to quote the Old Testament scripture. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. That's in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 2. Right. So he's quoting Old Testament scripture. Why? Because the word of God is true 
everything has to play out exactly how God said it was. If it didn't, or if it doesn't play out exactly how God said it, that will make God a liar. And we've already established in episodes past that God says that he cannot lie. So, let's keep going. Verse 7, it says, Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. Now, he's going to meet with the wise men. And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother. Notice it keeps saying the child, the child, not seeing the baby. It says they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold frankincense and myrrh okay so here we go we have the wise men okay now this is plural so there were more than one wise man it does not say that there were three of them i think people got the three wise men because these wise men came with three different types of gifts they came with gold frankincense and myrrh and then we automatically assume that there were three wise men. It could have been two, or it could have been uh, some groups and the different groups of wise men. One group could have had gold, the other group could have had uh, frankincense, and the other group could have had myrrh. We don't know. We just automatically put three in there. And it's all right, but let's just stick with the book. You know what I'm saying? So, and also, when they came to visit Jesus, he wasn't in a manger. It says a young child. I looked that up, young child. That means Jesus was about two years old by the time the wise men came. Now, was Jesus born and laid in the manger? We can get to that. He was, but the time that they came to him, he wasn't in the manger. He was about two years old. All right? Wow, I didn't know that, huh? Yeah, I know. Me neither. So, verse 12, it says, When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So they were heading back to Herod. God warned them in a dream. God is always a protector. God warned him, warned them in a dream and told them to go another direction, not to go where Herod was. All right. Now, verse 13, it says, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother the angel said stay there until i tell you to return because herod is going to search for the child to kill him now this brings up an interesting question it brings up a conscious it shouldn't be controversial i mean it's in the bible we're reading it notice the angel told joseph to flee to egypt if you don't know egypt is in africa question if jesus was white, had blonde hair and blue eyes, how can you hide a white baby in Africa um, in the midst of a bunch of black people? Don't you think that he will stand out? Exactly. So 
Yes, Jesus was Jewish, but he had to have some type of melanin in his skin. He had to have, he had to have some type of tint. You see what I'm saying? Because you can't hide a just plain white baby or Caucasian baby in the midst of a bunch of African people. See what I'm saying? So he had some type of tint in his skin. But remember in previous episodes, remember I said that don't even matter. It don't matter if he was black, no matter if he was white, no matter what size shirt he was, what size shirt he wore, no matter how tall he was. Only thing that matters is the blood that he shed for our sins. And his blood was red, so that only so that's the only thing that matters. So in my opinion, the only color that matters was red. You got me? But the only reason I brought that out, because it just brings up a question. Like, yo, all these pictures we seeing of Jesus, you know, with the blonde hair, the white, and the blue eyes. Who is this guy y'all got up the people hanging up on their wall? That's why God said, make no graven images of me because you don't know what he looked like. You can go on Revelation, you can say the hair sheep is wool, and you still don't know what he look like. So just, you can't, don't make no statues of him. You don't know what Jesus looked like. All right? Now get that. Now I know our grandma's got pictures up. Hey, let me, it ain't your house. Let grandma keep her pictures up. But now you know from the Bible, yo, don't make no graven images of me. Say, you don't, we don't know what he looks like. We won't know until we get to heaven. And it don't matter. We just know he's the way to get our sins remitted. Amen. All right. So let's go to uh, where am I at? Verse 14, it says, That night Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. So they stayed in Egypt until Herod was dead. I don't know how long that was. Unless he died within a week. They was there for some time. <laughs> you know, so it said they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled, uh-oh, what the Lord had spoken. Remember, if the Lord said it, he got to do it. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. That's in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. That was prophesied. He said, I called my son out of Egypt. Ah. Yeah. So we're getting somewhere now. It's, it's, yeah, it's tight, but it's right. We going deep tonight. Or this morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, verse 16, it says, Herod was furious when he realized that the wise man had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all, boy, all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. Based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance, Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken. Here we go. God prophesied this. Herod's brutal action fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet Jeremiah, which says, A cry was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. That's in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. When Herod died, verse 19, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, the angel said, take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son, Archelaus, 
He was afraid to go there. Then, after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what the prophets had said, he will be called a Nazarene. We're gonna take a real quick break. And right after this song by the Winans, yeah, we're taking it all the way back to 1987. I'm going to have some more for you. We're going to check out what Luke's account says about the birth of Christ. Here is the real meaning of Christmas by the Winans right here on Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. Okay. 
Oh yeah, I took it back on y'all tonight. That was the whinings with the real meaning of Christmas. That song was recorded all the way back in 1987. That was a good year. That was a good year for somebody. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in once again to Macchiato's music and the scriptures. And 2007, I'm sorry, 2007, Lord have mercy. Now that was a while ago. 2017 is upon us. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking to learn some more things about business because I've got some things in the works that I'm trying to do. So if you like me, um, there's a webinar. There's a webinar happening on Saturday, January the 7th, and Tuesday, oh, I'm sorry, Saturday, January the 7th, or on Tuesday, January the 10th, is being hosted by Arthur Milton Porter III. He's the CEO of Kingdom Associates. He's an expert on business startup and also was hosted by Sandra Marks, who's the CEO of Marks and Associates. He's an expert on corporate inclusion. Listen, they're having a webinar, meaning that you can be anywhere in the country. You don't have to be local in St. Louis, Ramay, anywhere in the world. You can join this webinar. Now, to register for this webinar is 49 bucks. Space is limited. So if you are, it's a great investment. I'm going to be on there because I, hey, I got some, I don't know it all. So there's some things about business I don't know at all. And I want to learn from some experts. I want to learn from some people who are successful in business. So if you're like me, uh, go on to Kingdom Associate. That's Kingdom A. SSOC.com, KingdomASSOC.com, and register. But when you register, let them know that Martinez referred you. All right? So let's get our business and let's get our things together for the new year. Now, let me get that out the way. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Let's read um, verse 1. I'm running out of time, but I'm going to squeeze in as much as I can. So we just read Matthew's account of the birth of our Savior. So now let's read Luke's account of the birth of our Savior. And let's see some, let's see some differences. Uh, let's see. Uh, Luke chapter 2. Let's look at verse 1. Make sure my music ain't too loud. There we go. All right. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. It's already starting off different. Ain't saying nothing about King Herod or nothing. Don't say nothing about nothing. None of that. We're talking about a Roman emperor, Augustus. Okay. This was the first census taken from uh, Cornelius, was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Okay, so basically it's saying that the Roman Empire, he decreed a census, so everybody now is coming back to town um, to register for the census that he decreed. It says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. Notice, don't say nothing about him wanting to call off the engagement. And he skipped all of that. He, and Mark just go right to, hey, he, she's pregnant. Don't, didn't even say how. It says she's pregnant. It says, and while they were there, 
The time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. There we go. So that's where the manger part came from. But I think I figured out what people in time past have done with the Lord's story. Let's keep reading. I'm going to share it in a minute what I'm thinking. Verse 6, it says, and while they were there, uh, no, 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 yeah, it says, verse 6 says, and while they were there, the time for the baby, time for her baby to be born, it was time for her baby to be born, she gave birth to her child, a son, she wrapped him snugly in strips of clothes, of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. You know, we've seen the story that, you know, they went to the Holiday Inn and the Motel 6. Well, you know, well, not necessarily those. You know what I mean. Though. They went to find places to stay and there was no room for them in the end. Okay, verse 8. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in fields. Okay, so this isn't even talking about wise men. This is talking about shepherds. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel re uh, reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and people on and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Wow. So let me get this straight. I think I figured out what people have done. People have taken Matthew's account and mixed it with Mark's account. I'm sorry, mixed it with Luke's account. Because Matthew talks about wise men bringing three different types of gifts, but they made the wise men three. And then they mixed that instead of them going to visit Jesus when he was two, walking and talking. They decided to mix that with Luke's account where they, the wise men came, so it's not even shepherds. Now some you see with the wise men and the shepherds, but now you have a word, the wise men now are mixed in with Luke's account where the wise men came and visited Jesus when he was a baby lying in the manger. Notice the shepherds didn't bring no gifts. They just wanted to go and check the child, <laughs> check the child out. All right, that's him, boom, and they went back and told everybody. They didn't bring nothing. They didn't worse, they didn't bring nothing. So that's what they did. They mingled the two books together. Now, God did mingle the books together. 
Who did? We did. I ain't talking about me and you, but, you know, people, man, mankind. We did that. Why we did it, I don't know. But that's why it's important for us to read the Bible. Why don't biblical movies show that? I don't know. Why don't they just follow what the Bible says? Good question. I don't know. I didn't make the movie. But that's why sometimes when I watch biblical movies, sometimes it be hard. Cause I'm like, eh, it ain't really happened like that. But I guess, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I wanted to develop this type of podcast so that we can get in the word for ourselves, read the word of God, not condemning anybody who may, you know, have done like I'm not condemning the people who made the movies like that. You know, they just kind of went with the flow instead of kind of reading or whatever. I don't know, but all I know is they just did it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at least we know the true story. We know the real Christmas story. No, we're not. No, I'm not gonna deal with the pagan stuff. All that you don't read about no pagan stuff in the Bible. Not pertaining to the birth of Christ. So ain't no purpose, ain't no point in getting on that. Now, if you wanna give gifts, that's fine. If you don't wanna give gifts. That's fine. I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sold out for him. And I worship him and live for him every day, not just on specific days. And to answer the question, no, Jesus was not born on December 25th. It doesn't say what, what day he was born. I just think this is a time where our country, I don't know what country you're listening from, but in the United States of America, the, the 25th of December, uh, the nation, I guess, take time out to acknowledge the birth of the Lord. Now, Everybody doesn't believe Jesus is the Savior. That's fine. You can't disprove he's not. But that's cool. Everybody has a right to believe what they want to believe. I believe it. God can't lie. Everything else he said has been working. So, I don't see why when it comes to the miraculous conception, people have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with that. And you know what? You show me that we should just believe God, trust in his word, because his word has never failed us, neither will it fellas so that's it for the day um go back go over these stories i'm just relying on what i'm reading i could have missed over something or skipped something or whatever read it all go over it all for yourself man and just get in there read ask god to give you an understanding and i just hope that this podcast and this particular episode is kind of a stepping stepping stone to help you to understand more about what the scripture teaches about the birth of our lord So you know how it is. Romans chapter three, verse four. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I love you. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. I love you. Enjoy time with your family. Be blessed. I'll see you next year, 2017. I'm out.